<laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Mess? Mental, Emotional, and Social Status of Life. And again, we have another special guest joining us today. We have Mr. Otis Chandler. Otis, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Hello, everyone. I am Otis Chandler. I was born in Maryland, raised in New Jersey. Uh, went to school, college in Louisiana. Got involved with the army and bounced around the world. Yes, I was involved in one of the conflicts also, which was uh, interesting. Uh, got out when I was in Texas and worked in East Texas for a while and then found my way up to Michigan. And when I did that, I realized that, hey, there must be something more. So I've been in a pursuit of that, the more out of life, because if other people can do it, why can't I? That's what I uh, strive for. That is awesome. I'm so excited to hear what your mess is. So you went to the army and now you're striving to find that more out of life. So let's tell everybody, what are some of the messes or one of the messes that you have gone through in life? So great question. So there's a lot of stories in my life. I'm a day or two over 21 plus some years. And um, being out of the army uh, and moving to Michigan, I worked at a company and then I was picked up with the federal government as a contractor. The contractor said, yes, we want you, sent me an acceptance letter. At that point, I put in my two weeks notice and started the transition out. Well, a day, the day of the last day, they said, wait a second, <laughs> we don't have everything we need. <laughs> but it was too late to go back. And life is life is a culmination of a lot of the decisions that you make. So the decisions you make today will affect tomorrow or down a week from now. And I saw that, uh, I reflect on that one a lot. How could I have done that differently? How could I have made the decision to benefit me? So we had to get a security clearance in order to work for the federal government. The Department of Defense, that's who I work for. The Department of Defense acquisition. So we provide the Army with everything they need. It comes through here. And um, I was on several projects. So as a contractor, they didn't have my security clearance back. So I had to be put on pause at that point. And then you start to think because I anticipated this job. I had the letter. I had everything in line. I made decisions, further decisions as far as living arrangements. A lot of things depended on that without a plan B because I knew plan A was going to work. <laughs> and the monkey wrench was thrown into my lap. 
So, not. okay, and not to interrupt, but just want to be clear. You got the letter of acceptance and you went on and you put in your two weeks from where you were. Did you go ahead, had you moved to where you were going to be working? It was in the local area and I wanted to move closer to the uh, job, you can say. Okay, and so, so that's what happened. when you got there is when they said, we don't have your security clearance yet? No, it was the last day of my previous job. So the day I turn in the badges and, and computers and shake their hand, as I was shaking a hand going out, my phone rang and they was like, ah, yeah. So what now, did you do? Yeah. <laughs> now the decisions need to be made. Well, the living were of uh, the living part, you had to honor that because you signed a contract. If I didn't want to get into more trouble, I, I needed to honor that. Uh, so I did. I went over there, got moved in. I did everything that I was supposed to. Then um, some thinking needed to happen as far as what's my next steps? What do I do? So I didn't file for unemployment. Instead, I pushed through and I was eating up, consuming my savings uh, consuming all of that, but it was at a, as it continued to go down, it reached that point that I had to react because they said it should come through anytime, anytime now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so decisions had to be made on my part because I'm living my life. I have to, I was the sole person. I either sink or swim. Right. And I had to make some decisions that affected my life uh, because they, I guess, led me, misled me into thinking everything was OK. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't. Fast forward, it was it was all straightened out and I worked for that company. In fact, I excelled through the ranks there at that company. And also jumped over. And now I am working for the federal government, not as a contractor, but as a department of the army, part of DOD, civilian, and um, doing some good things, especially I can see what the times have called for, now world situations. What I do is a little bit more eyes on. So fun so i want to i want to go back one minute one minute rewind you were unemployed and you were going through your savings and you didn't have a specific time frame for when you knew you were going to be actually getting into that position right correct so i have so, a question right there how did wait a minute how does that affect, how does that affect you mentally knowing that you, on the last day, you, you're leaving that one job, thinking you're gonna go into another one, and it pretty much falls through at that moment. What was your mind thinking? 
it was worry. What am I going to do? And and you had to think, should I trust them or should I move on? Right? How much time do I give them? I gave them a dollar amount. So when my dollar amount reached this, it wasn't time. It was how much savings that I want to consume on my living expenses. And then I was out. Um, I reached out to a friend. He said I could stay with him for a minute or two. So I did. And uh, while there, I looked around. Oh, I broke my lease, which is usually two months. I'm like, oh, great. That doesn't help. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I so, you with have, him. so you were you were living on your own. You moved because you moved out because you were going to be moving closer. So you broke the lease. Now you had nowhere really to live. So you end up having to live with a friend. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Lived with a friend. And there, uh, again, worried. Not what am I going to do next? How am I going to do it? Should I trust them and go back to them? Give them hold out because they said, and I should trust what they said or go on with life. I chose to go on with life. And I found another job, uh, one that was okay. I wasn't really into it, but it was okay. And um, I worked that for a little while. Then after that, about two, three months in, I get a phone call. <laughs> it was that contractor saying, hey, your security clearance went through. Come on back. But by that time I was out of state working and everything, they agreed to pay for my relocation. It was a job that I like, it, it offered a lot more flexibility. So I chose to come back to that for one, the, the salary, two, the benefits, and three, the, the flexibility that they had over what I was presently doing. Yes, I didn't forget. And I had a chip on my shoulder for a little bit, but I did what I had to do and did uh, made some good friends there, moved up and transitioned out. Socially, what, what happened there was because of the situation, I, well, emotionally I went in and I, and I had to focus because everything being normalized you got time to socialize because i guess you are your uh maslow hierarchy of needs are met well mine were in jeopardy and that's where i had to really focus on making sure that that stuff was in order one a place to live shelter then food and everything else I had to get up and stand up on my own two feet to ensure that I was okay. So that weighed heavily. Where I used to be laughing and joking and all of that, it ended. It mm. totally ended. And I had to be focused on sustaining myself, getting all of those things and reestablish. I knew that my skill set, I could do it. It's just that time frame. And what is the economy doing at that time too? Because if the economy doesn't support what I'm trying to do, 
they're not going to bite at me, you know? So it, it was, it was a lot of focus. I wouldn't say a lot of patience. It's just persistence that, that would do it. Um, persistence, not patience, but in a way patience, but persistence and consistent, uh, consistency is what I did in order to fight my way out of it because it's scary being on the verge of being out there by yourself. And I know the system has support things over there for you, but I couldn't do that. Even with my family, um, I kind of withdrew and had to deal with it myself and push through that. You know, and and I want to ask because I didn't ask this because you said you they called you later. How, how how long did it take for them to call you back? Because you said you were already working at another job. I was. It was about three months. <laughs> A whole quarter later. It, That's what it, like, it took three months to get security clearance. It it sometimes takes longer but what i was going for was a interim clearance which they can do in about a month which they did but the issue that they had was with my clearance was foreign or foreign friends mm -hmm. that i don't know what they do but foreign friends being in the military or being at my last job we dealt a lot with japan and with mexico so with dealing with them, I traveled to Mexico for work. I didn't go to Japan. That's on my list. But I did travel to Mexico and made friends. And I listed them all. And that is what held it up where I couldn't go forward with it. Okay. And because as you were talking, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so you went, you they called you, you went on and you took it. But I'm like, he said he started working already, which means he was already doing something. So three months of worrying, three months of emotionally stressing out. Like you said, your needs were not being met. It wasn't secure. You didn't feel secure. And then socially, you withdrew because you're like, look, I don't really have time. I'm trying to focus on getting the things that I need, getting back reestablished. And so I don't even have to ask because that's literally how your, your whole status of life was well, pretty much, go ahead. Uh, on that, it was, if I did reach out to my friends, it was kind of embarrassing because socially I got it together. Are you supposed to have it together? Otis, if you got something, go to Otis, 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 he's got it together. He can give me advice, but I wasn't there. I wasn't right there and I was, I didn't want to reach out to him because the questions are, how you doing? All of that. Then it will lead to what do you do? I cannot say, and it might be pride or, or anything where I need help to grow <laughs> is that I couldn't say I'm unemployed. It's different to say I'm retired Ooh. and I'm okay versus I'm unemployed and I need this. So I couldn't say that to my friends or family without really the shame 
and have to put my head down. But that is where I was. And I that's a that's a bad place, a bad feeling. I can imagine. I'm like, yeah, I can imagine, especially like you said, if people were used to coming to you and you had it all together and now you're yeah. like, okay, man, I don't want to go to them with any of this, like, like just not even wanting them to know. So how did you come out? Like you went on and started working. And so you started reestablishing like, what are some things that you did while you were going through to help you come out of your mess? So, one, consistency and persistence, but I also looked for opportunity, too. I looked at who was hiring and where. I went to Headhunters, and they have a reach that I couldn't reach, so I leveraged them. I looked everywhere and anywhere for people who can help me get to where I wanted to go. I did not lean on my network, but I went out and you can say found slash created another one. And I think it was out of necessity that I did this. And these people didn't know me. So in the grand scheme of things, I had very little to lose with them. And I just pressed forward and I consistently, I followed up. I looked at other places. I looked in a lot, a lot of areas and, and just persevere. And I'm, I'm hearing you say your consistency and your persistence, but at the same time you were worrying, at the yes. same time you were stressing. So, I just wonder, how did you handle the worrying and the stress? Because those were the actions that you did in order to get you to that next spot as far as with networking and things like that. But how did you have, how did you keep your mind together to stay persistent? <laughs> uh, <Just wondering. laughs> yeah, great question. I think in the back of my mind, I always have faith that it would happen. And, and without a doubt, I knew I would come out. It's just a matter of when mm -hmm. I knew it would happen. And then my friend was there. I could talk to him a little bit, uh, but having faith and getting out there, not really feeling sorry for yourself. In other words, <laughs> it's going to sound so cliche, but taking action and doing something about the situation. Um, about my mindset, I don't think I really sat and reflected on woe is me. I didn't. I had to get out and make things happen. Because even although my friend did open the door, I felt like a leech. I'm leeching off of him. And I didn't want to do that. Because he has his life to live and his social life and everything. and. Here I am. I didn't want to just be lying on a couch and all of that, you know? So I had to push and, and make a way out. Man, that's good. That's good. That, that's a great answer. And I say that because like a lot of people sometimes feel that way. And a lot of people go through that type of situation. 
like when they're in the midst of going through some type of situation where they have to depend on someone else, but you feel right. like, like you said, you felt like you didn't want to be like a leech leeching off of a friend. So you're like, I gotta <laughs> make the way. I can't just sit back and just be like, oh, feeling sorry for myself, gotta go out and take action. So what would you suggest to someone who may be going through that same type of situation right now? I would say, and it depends on the person, I would first say, take your time and get in your emotion, get that out the way because people are people. Um, after that, figure out what you really, really want and then brainstorm and always think, always think, I need to do more. I could do more. What's next? Even though you think you did everything, there's what's the next step? Uh, use the resources. Who, who can help me? Even if you don't want your network to help you, what resources out there that can help you get to where you want to be? You have to persevere through it because life right now, nobody, everybody's selfish. It's what, what is it in for me? How can what you do benefit me? It's all about me. So you have to do that. Lesson learned also, um, it's a lot of pride, but don't be afraid to lean on your own network, you know? So, so it, it's going to hurt, but you're human too. And it, you got to swallow your pride and just do it because they may be looking for somebody who's a perfect match that you have. And don't be afraid to do that. And then when you do it, um, just continue and, and always always stay faithful. No, expect that good things will happen. And that's how you live. That's how you have to live, knowing that it will happen. No doubt in your mind, no doubt. And I believe that that is what happened to me. I knew it was going to happen. It was just when. And I was just consistent and pushing through it uh, but I didn't know when. Then the phone call happened. Then I sat back and thought, present or this is what I want. What are the way the pros and the cons and made my decision at that point. That is awesome. Those are some great words of advice. Great suggestions too. And I just want to ask, you said, um, like you said, put their pride to the side and be willing to reach out to their own network. Just wondering, last question. Did you ever take the time? Because like you said, you didn't want your network really to know what you were going through. Did you ever let them know eventually what you had been experiencing? <laughs> the only one my mother knew. Um, but outside of that, no. Oh, everybody about to find out. <laughs> Welcome, network. As you see, I am human also. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so if anyone wanted to um, get in touch with you or reach out to you or follow you, do you have any ways that people can uh, keep in contact with you? Definitely. Um, 
reach out to me on my social media. It's not much, and I only have really one, uh, and that's my Instagram. It is O Chandler, the number four, that you can reach me at. One thing that I do presently is I trade Forex, and I have a team of people who trade Forex. We do what the big money does. We follow the money. They look at what countries are doing well, put the money behind it. It goes up a little bit and you capitalize just as the big money. If you're interested, go to O Chandler 4 <laughs> on Instagram and let me know. And we can we can talk at that point. Okay, I'm gonna have to contact you because I tried to do Forex last year. So we're gonna have to. Uh, I'm contact you. Gonna have to talk about some forex, okay? When we get off the <laughs> so that is that. That's awesome because you didn't mention that earlier. So you do forex, and you have a team of people that do forex trading with you. So we're gonna make sure that we get you some more people trading with y'all, okay? So any last words for the audience? Hey, keep the faith and keep moving forward. Have your vision and just keep moving. Thank you. And I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing your story with um, this audience. And I'm hoping that someone out there listening will be able to be encouraged by your story so that it will help them overcome whatever mess that they may be experiencing. And anybody out there, if this helped you, like, share, subscribe. And as I leave you with my closing quotes, there's a famous quote that I love to make sure you all hear every time. If you wanna be sad, think about the past. If you want to be anxious and worried, keep thinking about the future. But if you want to be happy, think about the present and be grateful for the things that you have. This is Tracy D. Armstrong with What's Your Mess. Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>